0: This is episode number 151 of Music Lesson Business Academy. Today we're going to talk about dollars per square foot and we're going to talk about lever number one which is traffic. Let's roll the intro. Hey everybody, Danny here. Welcome back to another episode of Music Lesson Business Academy. So good to be back on a somewhat sad day. Right before recording this, I uh, read the news that Eddie Van Halen had passed away. That is a blow to all of us uh, musicians and aspiring musicians and a whole generation of us that grew up listening to Eddie Van Halen and the shredding guitar and what he was able to create with that instrument. Really uh, a trailblazer, very innovative in the way that he played and also just the sounds that he was able to create with the guitar. And, uh, yeah, it's a sobering reminder, uh, of all of us from that generation and in this age bracket, that so many of our heroes that we grew up with are, uh, Getting to that age where they are passing away and it's uh it's a sad day on top of all the other crazy stuff going on in the world out there, but with that said, we've got to keep moving forward, one of the ways we can uh oh, I just remembered also wow, this is kind of uh timely, but uh, you know we've been moving our school over to we, we kind of scaled down. So we got rid of two of our suites and we're just keeping one where we're doing drum lessons, bands, DJ classes, uh, everything else online. And over in the main building, all of the doors to our lesson rooms had been, um, painted with cool murals of different artists over the years. And one of the moms of one of our students did a bunch of those doors and um unfortunately i saw this past week that she is undergoing um chemotherapy for breast cancer treatment and i've been uh, messaging back and forth with her recommending some books and movies and things like that and I- i'm really close with this family they've been with our school for forever and um you know she had mentioned some of the doors in the music school that she had painted and what was going to happen with those. So when I was down there changing uh, the locks, kind of our last you know moment in the old building, I popped the hinges off of one of the doors that she had painted and stuck it in the back of my truck. And uh, the painting on that door, I just remembered, is Eddie Van Halen. As I mentioned in the intro, today we're going to talk about a concept called dollars per square foot, and we're going to talk about lever number one from the seven levers, which is traffic. But speaking of the seven levers, if you go over to musiclessonbusinessacademy.com, you can click a button there and get my seven levers of the music lesson uh, business course for free. So go to musiclessonbusinessacademy.com get your course the 7 levers for free today. All right, this episode of Music Lesson Business Academy is brought to you by Never Alone Business Services. Com. Never Alone Business Services does Google Ads, Facebook Ads, SEO, website design, marketing for small businesses in general, but also with a specialty in the music lesson business. Chris and Jen owned, I say owned because I believe they have sold their music lesson business, but they have a big music lesson uh, business in the Minnesota area, a five-six 600 student type of school, and also do these uh, Google ads and Facebook ads and they've been doing my Google ads and again what I like about it when I talked to Chris and we just did a little kind of uh, strategy call the other day and what I like about it is that he comes from the music lesson business and I think that's very helpful so check those guys out mention you heard about it on music lesson business academy and you can save a hundred dollars this episode is also brought to you by the fine folks at TeacherZone. TeacherZone.com. We use TeacherZone for our scheduling and all of our billing of students. And TeacherZone also does student learning management where you can post assignments and videos and PDF files, uh, you know, to keep track of what your students are working on from week to week. So those guys, I'm sure would love to give you a free demo. So go to TeacherZone.com. All right, let's get into today's episode. All right, so this concept of dollars per square foot. Now... This is most commonly used in the retail world, and it was something that, you know, in my retail background that I have from Guitar Center, we talked about dollars per square foot. And, you know, it's kind of the concept, very simply, of, you know, how many sales dollars can you generate per square foot of your floor space or wall space? And we used to think about that when we would merchandise the floor. And... You know, if you have a retail shop and you have X amount of space to put merchandise in it that you can sell, would you dedicate a space inside that retail store for, you know, a stage to do, uh, you know, weekly open mic nights, right? And, And you could have a really good conversation about which of those two things could generate you more dollars per square foot. Now, obviously, there's a kind of a crossroads that those two things meet, but it's a really important concept to think about. So how would it apply to a music lesson business where we're not really doing retail? So a couple of things that always come to mind for me is when I see music schools that um, have dedicated a large space to a recording studio, um, there's a new kind of rock school that opened in my area along with another school of rock another new school of rock i got a lot of rock schools around me (laughs) and um you know one of the things that they've done inside their building is they have a recording studio space and as fun as a recording studio space would be i've always you know i've thought about doing it again at my school because there are nice benefits to having the ability to record your students but recording studios in general even if you're in the recording lesson uh, I'm sorry the recording business as a business as a studio owner it's very tough to make any money you got to really have that place full you know booked solid all the time and you got to have the right you know level of rates to to pay for things so you know when you're looking at the dedication of that space in your school you have to keep those things in mind of you know would I do better Turning this, you know, this room that's going to be part of a recording studio into a room that I do kids rock or, you know, group piano classes or band classes or group guitar or something like that that generates a very high dollars per square foot type of, you know, uh, outcome. So it's something to really keep in mind as you are looking at, um, you know, how you are laying out your space and what you're doing with that space. Um, Another example would be, you know, dedicating a room that is where you're um, shooting videos for promotional stuff, but also for online lessons or for a course, uh, a membership website type of course or anything like that that you might be doing. And again, you can weigh those things out because obviously creating that content could long-term create a lot of dollars for you. Um, especially if it becomes part of a course or a membership or something like that, that just over time just keeps generating money for you. There is an argument that that could be a great use of that space, but it's something that you really want to think it through before you make any type of decision that is, you know, more permanent in the way that you build out your structure. So here's a couple things. A couple of tips on ways of doing these things that I think are really good for the generation of the highest dollars per square foot. So one would be, you know, when you build out any kind of rooms or you're setting up, you know, a, if you take over an existing building that has rooms, if those rooms can be of a size that you can do all instruments in that room except for drums, maybe. So your lesson room is multi-use in that you can do keys, guitar, uh, voice. Uh, you could do band or woodwind in there and also set those rooms up to do recording. So kind of this multi-use room that anyone could go in and do a voice lesson, but then it could be a guitar lesson later. There's basic recording setups in there. So you can do everything, you know, really at the level that you could do in a high stu- high-end studio except for um you know, recording the drums or, or potentially, you know, obviously you're probably not going to have a real guitar amp, like a high end guitar amp cranked up at a high volume, like you might in a real session, but you could do a lot of good recording in a small room like that. You know, it's, it's kind of like your, your home studio, workspace production studio kind of vibe. So setting up those rooms to all be able to react that way. And then as far as your drum room goes, if it's possible to split your drum room, not not split it physically, but split time between your drum room to be able to use it for band classes and drum lessons. So maybe during the week it's all drum lessons, uh, and then Saturday and Sunday it's band classes, and then this room can also be wired uh to be a you know a live room to record drums, to record some other instruments and utilize it that way, but not have it be dedicated. You know, only to that. So you're getting the highest amount of use out of this space as possible. All right. So today's lever from the seven levers. Uh, and again, feel free to go over to music lesson at businessacademy.com and get your free course, the seven levers of the music lesson business. Today we are gonna cover lever number one which is traffic. And traffic can be, you know, we can look at traffic in a few different ways. Most of us don't really rely on walk-in traffic much. So I really never talk too much about that. Uh, It's not really necessary for our businesses, type of business, to have a lot of walk-in traffic to be successful. So Really what we're talking about in most cases is traffic to your website, but we're also going to kind of look at it a little bit today from the standpoint of just traffic, you know, contacting you to sign up, whether they're calling you, anything like that. So let's, let's touch base first on website traffic. Most of us utilize our website as a way to get new customers. Um, we're driving traffic to that website, they're filling out a form or they're clicking a link or they're You know, just grabbing the phone number and calling us. And that is our way of signing up new clients. So, you know, quite often, you know, when you look at and you analyze a business, a lot of times it's just a lack, there's just such a lack of traffic coming to the website that all things might be in order other than that, meaning the lesson structure they have is good, their basic business model is good. Um, there's just not enough traffic hitting the website. You know, they might only, you know, if they're only getting 20 or 30 visits a month or hundred visits a month, it's going to be very difficult to sign up a lot of students, even if the conversion rate is pretty high. If the website is designed well and people land on it, they get the information they want, it's easy to sign up. If there's just very few people getting to the website, you're still gonna to struggle to sign up enough students. So, you know, that concept of if you build it, they will come isn't really true when we look at, you know, your website and your website business and how that relates to you signing up students. So, a couple, basically two categories we can look at within website traffic. And certainly number one is SEO. And what's important to remember, is that SEO is a long game and it's something that you're continually always working on. And the tougher thing is if you're a newer business, if you're, you know, just opening your web, uh, your music teaching business, your website's just getting up, it can take a little while for that SEO juice to really start to impact you. Um, it's not a quick overnight fix. Now that being said, um, If your website has been around for a while and it's cruising along and it's been doing decent, but you need to get that traffic up, doing some SEO work can have a pretty immediate impact. And I've experienced this recently. Um, You know, my website's done pretty good, but I, I, a few months back, had Christina. of do a, a redo of the website you know it had been built years ago so the back end was in bad shape so she kind of reformulated everything and reprogrammed and just got it all working smooth and tight and orderly very google search friendly and then we did some redesign stuff so you know we saw benefits to doing that stuff right away but fairly recently I had her do kind of a a deeper dive into the SEO. And we chose a few areas to focus on. And she was able to complete the work real quickly. And we both saw very quick impact from it. So she was able to see that in rankings and running reports and looking at Google Analytics to see how we were ranking in some of these search areas compared to, you know, prior to her doing that work. But I was also able to see it in an uptick of inquiries. So what that tells me is as she increased that SEO quality, we were reaching more of the right people as well. So it is something that you could, in a very short period of time, get a nice response from. It's not overnight, but it's not, even though SEO is a long game, right? It's a marathon. It's not a sprint you can see some immediate results. So that is something I would recommend right away is you know you can talk to Christina um, at iFirefly Design um, and have her do some SEO work for you or talk to you about that. You can get a great result from that right away. Now, the other side of that would be short-term things that you can do um, or quick response things that you can do. And that would be stuff like you know, your Google ads, uh, Yelp ads, um, maybe doing something on Nextdoor, they're starting to do ads. So you can do your, your organic posts on there. Maybe Facebook ads, depending on your situation. But, you know, a Google ad campaign is probably one of your quickest ways of just driving traffic to your website if you don't already have traffic. And, and this is a fairly easy equation to look at. So. You know, you can go to Google Analytics and see how many people are getting to my website every month. Out of those people, how many of them? And you can break it down as as deep as you want. But how many of them are, for example, clicking on the link to fill out, you know, an inquiry form, uh, or clicking on the phone number, or watching my intro video, um, and then break it down into how many of these people are signing up. How many? registrations of new students are we getting per month based off of this current traffic? And it's pretty easy to look at that, do the analysis and, 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 and look at your business and say, well, if I'm only signing up, you know, five students a month and it's not really allowing me to grow at the rate that I want to grow, uh, you know, because I got to account for students dropping out and things like that, if I can just double my website traffic Or triple my website traffic, you know. All things being equal, you're you should be signing up. You know, double to triple the students. There's some other factors involved, obviously. Um, You know, as you drive more traffic to your website, you will see probably some of those conversion numbers go down and time on site go down and things like that because you know we're more aggressively pushing people to the website, so we are going to get more people as well that aren't really qualified or ready to sign up today. So you're going to see some of those stats go down. But as you're doing that, again, you'll be able to go back and look at those stats again and redetermine, you know, all things equal. So we're not talking about making the website better or converting better. That's a different lever. We're just talking about pushing traffic to that website to increase our signups. So, A way to think about this is, you know, and I have this written down on my notes here is, you know, draw a circle, put a dot in the middle, and that's you. That's your website or your business, however you want to look at it. And then all around it, I've got these arrows pointing in, right, to the website, to the middle. Google ads, Facebook ads, YouTube channel, your Instagram feed, your referring blog sites. That's something I didn't. I didn't mention before. I'm going to come back to that. Uh, you know, your Facebook organic posts, your Yelp ad, uh, next door. Um, these things are all pointing traffic into your website. And it's important to think about your business that way. I want to go back to two things. One is that I didn't mention Yelp ads when I was talking about direct traffic to your website. I think it's worth it for some people to potentially maybe say, you know, for a couple months, I'm not going to do Google ads. I'm going to try Yelp ads instead. I still get very, very high conversion rates and good website stats from a Yelp ad. You can do the ad all yourself. Just go to your Yelp for Business page. You set it all up yourself. You turn it off anytime you want. You don't have to deal with a client, uh, somebody at their office, and you're not locked into contracts or anything like that. It's very easy to just kind of do a point-and-click ad campaign on Yelp now. And, you know, it's depending on the area of the country you're in. If you're in a real small uh, area that has very few other music schools and just not a lot of Yelp activity, it might not be great for you. But in most of the major markets, it's pretty good, and I get really, really good results from uh, those Yelp ads. And what you have to remember is those when people are looking on Yelp, they're generally buyers who've already decided to purchase. So, and then the other thing would be referral blogs, and this is another great thing that you could do. It, you could probably get it done with for spending no money or very little money, but just find other websites and blogs in your area like i just sent information last night to a blog site and, and you know and they've got a really solid instagram page it's called south oc moms right so we have another location in south orange county that we bought last year that we're trying you know before every all hell broke loose so now we're kind of trying to figure out what we're going to do with this thing we've got to rebuild it right so um You know, we're opening some DJ classes down there. That's a whole new thing. So I sent a bunch of information to her and she'll write up a cool blog for their website and do Instagram posts. And it's right to our target market. So there's a lot of sites like that. There's a lot of influencers out there or people trying to be influencers. And reaching out to those people and having them do something with you is another way to drive traffic right to your website that you can do for very little money. So that's another little tip. So think about that circle with your business and your website in the middle and then all the things that you can point to it to drive traffic to your website. Now, obviously, one of the other levers is more about conversions, which is out of the people we talk to or the people that visit our website. How many can we convert? And the whole idea with the seven levers is obviously we want to get an increase out of each of the levers. So the reality in doing the seven levers properly is we don't necessarily need to double our website traffic. We're really only looking for a 10% increase. Now for that to pay off for us, we need to get a 10% increase in all the other areas that we cover in the seven levers. We got to get a 10% increase in conversions, and we got to get a 10% increase in opt-ins. We got to get a 10% increase in how many times the customer purchases from us. We've got to get a 10% increase in profit margin, and maybe you won't get 10% in all of those things. But, you know, maybe you'll get a 50% increase in website traffic and a 5% increase in conversions. And that's the goal we're shooting for. And if we do those seven categories and we continually try to get this little squeak out, this little increase in those areas, it can turn into a huge bottom line profit driver, uh, profit margin increaser, and bottom line net profit for our businesses all right guys i hope you enjoyed today's episode we will talk to you soon